0: what's up everyone welcome to the podcast i'm your host isaiah Copan. it's october 1st 2021 and this is lift and learn episode 55 In this episode, I'll be going through two questions. The first one was a female looking to grow their glutes, and she wanted to know what the best exercises for growing them are. And the other question was, what to do if you're looking to gain strength and not put too much excess weight or fat on your body? Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. So I mentioned last week that it was my birthday weekend. And I actually did not even get a workout at all. Shame on me. And ever since I started working out, I always get in a lift on my birthday. This just happens to be the first year where I didn't. And that's okay. I ended up having work on my birthday and then headed over to my two best friends' baby shower, which was awesome. Played some baby games, name and gender reveal. You know, the whole shebang. And I already knew all of that stuff beforehand, but I'm glad I got to be there to see their family celebrate with them. But, man, you should have seen this backyard. (laughs) It was covered, and I mean covered, with flowers and plants everywhere. There was a pool and a hammock back there. It just looked like the absolute most chill spot. I didn't get to check it out fully because it was raining, but... Damn, they put in a lot of work overtime to get to that point. And man, being there and just thinking about that day, we've really come a long way the past uh, few years. My best friends have these cousins and we had a few times in the past where we hung out or had a games night and I haven't seen them in maybe over five years now. Damn, we're really getting old, at least my little circle is starting to do more adult things. One of the couples now has three kids and everyone is married. Life comes at you quick, man. And I'm sure the next few years, um, that adult life is probably going to creep up on me too. Jeez, just thinking about what could be going on in my life a year or two from now, it's going to be a crazy ride going forward. So I didn't work out on the weekend, Got back into things on Monday, and it was definitely a good thing that I took off the weekend from the gym. I felt great on that Monday. Didn't lose any strength after two days. Probably felt even more refreshed than usual. Bench that day absolutely flew. I hit two fifty-five for three sets of uh, three sets of eight, which was good to see because the week before I actually struggled with two fifty for three sets. I think I remember that I got one set of the 250, but it was actually feeling really heavy that day. So I backed off after that, lightened the weight. That's just what happens sometimes. Maybe it was lack of sleep or food. You're just going to have those days where you're working out and you feel good going into the workout. But then when you actually start warming up and exercising, something just doesn't click. And that's super common. So remember to adjust your workout that day with how you're feeling. What I do is, going into the workout, I'll write down a routine to do with weight and rep numbers. But at the end of the day, you have to learn to listen to your body. And during that warm-up period, you should start to be able to gauge how strong or how much energy you have for that day. Not every day will be a PR. Not every day you'll feel your best, but that's okay. There's always other things to work on. If you're not feeling strong, lighten the weight, work on form and control and push yourself as hard as needed. It doesn't have to be a max effort every single time. Alright, so I did manage to get in a workout with one of my buddies this week. Mentioned this guy before, we almost always hit chest or arms, so this time I told him we needed to hit back this time. And I finally got around to doing pendlay rows again, finally. This used to be a staple, but honestly I've just forgotten about them. And doing them in my gym where I usually work out would be kind of weird also because uh, there's no platforms to use, so I'd just be slamming the weights on the ground. I've talked about the pendle row before, it's one of my favorite movements for the back, It's like a barbell row, but at the bottom of the movement, you actually lower the weight all the way to the ground. As opposed to, in a barbell row, you don't let the weight hit the ground. So yeah, uh, Pendley Rows, that was the first move, which was actually wicked, hitting at Powerhouse Gym in Mississauga. Because they have metal weights that just make so much noise, but it's just music for my ears. So I told my buddy that we were probably going to do pendlay rows leading up to the workout and he said he rarely does them and I basically said that's perfect. It's good to switch it up as opposed to a typical back day where you're doing lat pull downs, seated rows, maybe some other back machine and that's not a bur- bad, sorry, that's not a bad workout at all but I'd rather do some kind of free weight movement, like some barbell movement. So pendle Rose is what I chose for that day so that we'd both kind of get a new exercise or a new stimulus acting on the body. Yeah, so we started off with Pendley rows, and then we did pull-ups after that because I know for sure that he doesn't do them often. Again, it's good to do exercises you don't regularly do. We also hit the lat pull-down hoist machine, which actually didn't feel as good as it usually does. But I still tried to lift with some intensity for that one. We also ended up hitting 21s on bicep curls, which is actually a stupid pump. Then we finished off with this plate-loaded bicep hoist uh, machine, which is probably the best bicep machine that I've ever used personally. And that's it. That was a pretty quick workout, actually. Just about an hour in there because I told him I wanted to get home around 9 or so because the Chicago Blackhawks were playing their first preseason game that day. Even though this guy was chirping the fact that I watch hockey since the viewership has been on a downward trend for however long, but, I mean, whatever. He watches football and soccer. Enough said. I mean, I can't stand soccer. It's like playing chess on grass. Seriously. So yeah, I got home for that game, even though it was only preseason, but I had to watch it because I missed hockey so much already, and I had to watch because, especially because the captain, Jonathan Taves, was out there for the first game. Some people out there didn't even think that he'd be ready for the first game of the regular season, but he did. Played in the first preseason game just to see if he's ready for that in-game style of play or that... You know, they up the intensity during the games as opposed to the practice and the offseason. He looked pretty good out there. He did score a nice five-hole backhand goal in his shootout attempt, but the Blackhawks still did end up losing to one of the worst teams from last year. Then again, it was only preseason, so hopefully the regular season will be different. Anyways, yeah, sorry, let's get back to the workout. That was another nighttime lift. So, like I said, I got home 9pm, which is pretty late for me, especially since I started work that day at 7am, so I was pretty gassed, but still crushed the workout to the best of my ability. I'd rather work out in the mornings, but I'll make the sacrifice if I have someone to lift with. And also, oh man, I have to tell you this story because this actually happened earlier today in the gym, so... I work at this gym in Mississauga during the day, and I've seen this big guy there. He's not overly massive, but 100% he's on gear. But I always see this guy around lunchtime, and he's like smoking cigarettes with his trunk open in the parking lot sometimes too. So he's a pretty big dude, and I've seen him squat pretty heavy, like I think over 400 pounds with pretty solid form. But I haven't seen him bench yet until today. So it just so happens that I was with a client around the time this guy was benching, and I walked by, and this guy had 355 on the bar. Honestly, I've never seen anyone move that kind of weight before, so I had to see his form, and I could see him from across the gym, so I had to see how many he could get, obviously, because I figured he'd maybe get uh, 2-4 to reps, that's what I was guessing, and wow I'll probably never get those 20 seconds out of my head that was oh my god he proceeded to unrack this weight and I don't know he treated it like it was a warm-up from what it looked like to me cleanest eight reps ever it was actually crazy he actually ended up putting on 375 after that set but I actually missed him doing that so I don't even know how many he did there but yeah, that was around lunchtime today, and that was in my head the whole day. You just manhandled that weight. It was, man, it was one of the craziest things I've seen, like, with my own eyes. And obviously, I've seen people lift more on social media, but seeing it in real life is just, man, that's just another level. Moving on to other activities throughout the week. No softball. You know, that's over. So, yeah, I just got back from golfing with another buddy of mine. And that actually went pretty well for him. Not so much for me. I went to a new course this time, so there was some new scenery for me. Just enjoying that. Was just in Mississauga again, which is where I do everything, basically. I think out of the 15 holes we played, because this course was like half under construction... Yeah, I absolutely ruined my shoes playing there. There was mud everywhere. But anyways, my buddy had seven pars on 15 holes. Just went on an absolute tear out there. And honestly, I'm not even going to mention... Actually, I will mention my score. I think I was nearly like a plus 30. It was insane. It was so bad. Absolutely horrible day for me, but it's all good. Got in my cardio at least. And honestly, you can't even complain about being outdoors, so it's whatever. It was actually pretty cold this morning, but got much hotter in the afternoon while we were playing. But that morning, though, oh my god, it was so cold. I just know that the end of the golf season is coming up. I'm just not looking forward to winter at all. I'll probably only be talking about golfing for the next two or three weeks, because I think the courses start to close at the end of October. Speaking of October, that means baseball playoffs. You know what I'm going to talk about. Those Blue Jays who are now in a crucial series against the Yankees. And actually they're playing the Orioles for the next three games. But the Jays have been slipping the past two weeks. So they absolutely need to win the next however many games they have. Maybe three or something. They just need to go undefeated for the next few days to make the wild card spot basically. And... There was a Wednesday night game, actually. They were up 4 to nothing, And then all of a sudden, the Yankees came back to tie it 5-5. Five five. And then uh, Bo Bichette with an absolute bomb in the bottom of the 8th inning. And honestly, Bo, he just gets so hyped over, over anything. So him hitting that home run brought a smile to my face. Especially when, <laughs> oh yeah, the camera started zooming in on the Yankees players. There was this shot of the manager, I think. After that home run was hit, he just looked absolutely defeated, and it was so sweet to see. And I'm recording this podcast after the Blue Jays game, Thursday night, actually, and they lost. The game was tied one-to-one when I started watching, and then the momentum swing happened. I just watched this all in one inning. Yankees could have turned a double play, ended the inning, could have, and the ump called him out, but honestly, everyone on the field knew he was safe. The Blue Jays asked for a review. Marcus Simeon ended up being safe on first, bringing who else to the plate but Vladdy Crushes this changeup to dead center and it literally hit the top of the fence and came back onto the field. I've never seen that before. It wasn't off the wall. I've seen that, obviously. It was literally the top of the wall. Literally one more inch and it would have gotten over. So that was the momentum swing for the Jays to take the lead. And then another momentum swing next inning. Yankees came to bat, hit three home runs the next inning and pretty much game over at that point. They did not look back, so that kind of killed the playoff chances for the Jays pretty much. Regardless, they had a pretty good season. I think I heard that the Blue Jays are the first team since the Braves in 2003 to have four different players with 100 Or over 100 RBIs. And that's why the Blue Jays are so interesting to me. They have such a young team. They get so hype. Hopefully they don't have to blow it up in the next few years or something. Chances are pretty slim uh, for them to make the playoffs. Especially knowing the Jays and their history. But by this time next week, I think the regular season is over. So we'll see if they make it into that final spot. Or if they're in that one-game playoff against the Yankees, Red Sox, maybe even the Mariners who crept in lately. I won't be able to watch the last week of baseball due to future plans, but I really hope they can pull through and maybe I'll be able to watch some of the games possibly, we'll see. Hopefully I'm talking about a Blue Jays playoff run two weeks from now, but yeah, the chances are kind of slim after tonight's loss. And last thing, basketball is starting soon, but there's so many players on new teams starting to get to that point where I lose track of where players are during the offseason, but that's why I'm in fantasy leagues for both hockey and basketball, so that's also a good way to keep track of where some players are. I won the basketball league last year, and the draft's coming up, so hopefully I can get some good players from that and take another win. Question 1. Female looking to grow the glutes, what are some of the best exercises to do? I believe I already covered this topic once before, but it's bound to happen again when it comes to the life of the podcast. Topics will overlap and stuff like that, but it's good to have that because the chances of you actually absorbing knowledge after hearing something just one time doesn't really work for most people. I know it doesn't for me it takes a little bit of repetition and some studying to fully take in most topics or subjects. Even for me, I listen to podcasts for multiple hours a day, and I have to frequently listen to some episodes that interest me over and over again because I want to take some of that knowledge from others and instill that into the podcast, and especially with my clients who I work with today. That being said, we have a female looking to grow the glutes, the butt, and she wants to know what the best exercises are, so let's go through a few of what I think are the best glute exercises. If you're following a bunch of booty models or fitness influencers, you might have seen some of their butt-building workouts, and you might see some movements like a glute leg kickback, you know, on the cables, or maybe a sidestep movements with a band, maybe uh, those dog pees, like you're imitating like a dog peeing on a fire hydrant, Maybe you'll see those in the, uh, in the workout as well. And there's some value to these though, like maybe for pre-activating your glutes if you don't feel them during the workouts, or maybe even as a finisher movement, so a movement you'll do at the end of the workout, but doing them as your main movements might not get you the results that you're looking for. So let's kick things off with what I think Is one of the most important exercises, and that has to be the squat. Any kind of variation will work here low bar or high bar, or even a sumo squat, which I don't see performed too often. Squats are great because they work all your leg muscles, and if you're performing a nice squat with a good range of motion when you're Uh, going down to at least parallel with your upper leg in comparison to the floor, then you should be getting a good glute workout. The squat doesn't only target the glute, of course, it's for overall leg development, but your butt is one of the prime muscles that will be working here. You can't really build a butt without a good set of hamstrings and quads to match, so you might have seen those female Instagram fitness influencers with huge butts but skinny legs Or no hamstrings or no muscles in their legs at all. And you can pretty much guarantee there that they've got some kind of work done. Maybe a butt lift or some kind of injections. Getting back to squat variations. The most common way I've seen them being done in the gym when it involves a barbell is the high bar. And for butt, uh, or for building the butt, sorry, that's a pretty good variation. At the bottom of the movement, your glutes will get a stretch with the way they are anatomically. And on the way up, you're going to be using your quads to get out of the hole in the squat. But that's also going to require some kind of glute activation, which is what you're looking for. If the high bar variation doesn't work for you, maybe you don't feel it too much in your glutes. Maybe it's all quads for you. You could try a sumo squat variation. If you haven't done this before, it can be done with the barbell also, but the main difference here is that you're in a sumo stance, which means your legs and feet are farther apart than normal. In a normal squat, your legs are probably a bit farther out than your natural hip width, but in sumo, you take a wider stance, like how a sumo wrestler does when they're getting ready to charge each other, basically. If you watch them, they get low to lower their center of gravity, And they do that by widening their stance, so maybe twice as wide as normal. Having your legs this far apart though, that's going to be tough. So before trying this variation, make sure that you have the mobility in a wide stance squat to still get low enough to make the movement effective for yourself. For me, I personally can't do a sumo squat currently because I'm lacking said mobility in my ankles or hips. So before going into this one and loading weight on your back, just try it at first with just your body weight. So squat, that should be a staple for most people when it comes to building your glutes. That's the first exercise along with its variations. Alright, so next up another exercise to target your glutes will be the hip thrust. And this could single-handedly be the best exercises, uh, sorry, best exercise when it comes to glute building specifically. It's not always a good idea to go with EMG data, but there is research pointing to this one being the best overall butt builder. Sometimes when you're doing squats, I just mentioned this, you'll only feel it in your quads. Since that is a main muscle that has to work when you're getting out of a squat, or doing the part of the movement where you're standing up, and that's because anatomically you're extending your knee. Now, when you're doing hip thrusts, the glute will be the main muscle being worked, and because that range of motion isn't that much, it's just a few inches of movement, with the hip thrust, you're uh, able to also move a lot of weight when you're performing it, That, and the fact that your glutes are one of the biggest and strongest muscles in your body, it could potentially be a movement where you're also moving the most weight, so overload. Probably more than your sumo deadlift after a little bit of consistency. Again, when it comes to hip thrusts, you want to make sure you're squeezing your glutes at the top, And if this one's in your programming, then you might want to invest in a barbell pad, which you put around the barbell, because when you start pushing a lot of weight, which shouldn't take that long, when you're doing this movement, you need to find a spot right where your hip hinges. So the bar could potentially be on your bladder area, and that's around the hip bone. And that can be tough to do without some kind of padding, And you don't want to be one of those people in the gym who fold up one of those gym mats or those yoga mats uh, just to do hip thrusts. It looks weird. So invest in a barbell pad early if you're planning on doing this exercise. And with this exercise, if you're more advanced, you can even try a single leg variation here. That could help you connect more to the glute muscles, specifically since you're only working one leg at a time. You'll only need to contract or squeeze one butt cheek at a time. So you could develop more mind to muscle connection by doing one leg at a time. And if you do, uh, use one leg at a time, it's going to require more balance. And that's why this movement would be considered more of an advanced one. So here's another compound that should be a staple in your training, regardless if you're trying to build your glutes or not. And that's the deadlift. Deadlifts are great for building the butt, specifically sumo deadlifts. Conventional deadlifts do work the whole posterior chain. That means basically all your muscles on the back side of your body are going to get a lot of work. So, yeah, your glutes will be targeted, but because of the way uh, conventional deadlifts are performed, your lower back does a lot of the work and your glutes may not be targeted as much as you want them to be when compared to the hamstrings and the lower and upper back. So if you're looking to specifically grow the glutes, you need to work sumo deadlifts into your program. This specific movement will target your glutes a lot more because you are in that wider stance, and for you to stand up while holding that weight, you're going to have to use your glutes a lot more than in a conventional stance. Since your legs are far apart, When you pull the weight off the floor, the glutes should be engaged pretty quickly. And at the top of the movement, right before lockout, you can squeeze your glutes to get some extra work in when you're in the sumo stance. Continuing along with the exercises, let's actually move to another deadlift variation. And this is a one leg variation. This one's great for building the glutes too. You can target or isolate one side of your butt at once. And if you're doing it properly, you should be feeling a great stretch when you're at the bottom of the movement. Again, with this one, you're going to have to start pretty light because it is going to require much more balance and core stability, but that should also make your glutes work harder as well, so it benefits you in the end. You might be able to deadlift more than 100 pounds if you're a female, but you'll notice, especially if it's your first time doing these, that you're going to have to start with some light weight, like maybe even just try body weight at first. But even if you're a strong female, 10 to 20 pounds could be pretty difficult enough. All right, I have two more exercises before we move on, but I can't forget to mention that Bulgarian split squat. This one, again, is for overall leg development, but it's another great butt exercise. If you don't know what this movement is, it's basically a lunge where your back leg is elevated on a bench or something like that. And just that tiny little adjustment makes a huge difference. Trust me, this is one that could unanimously be one of the most hated exercises because it is so difficult, but it does pay off if you put in the work. Your glutes will be on fire doing uh, doing this exercise because of the way your body is positioned and because of the amount of work that that front leg is going to be doing. So if this one isn't in your routine, check out some form videos on YouTube and include that one in your next booty building workout. Last one here is one that I rarely do personally, but I do have a few clients doing them, and that's good mornings. This is kind of a bonus movement, and also an advanced one. I rarely see these being done in the gym, but it makes sense. For this movement, the bar is in that spot on your traps or your upper back area, similar to where the bar is when you're doing a high bar squat, and then you bend at the hips while keeping your spine in a neutral position. People might give you looks during this exercise because... Honestly, most people don't know what it is or what it works or how to even do them properly. And if you're a female who gets stared at in the gym, then you might want to wrap a sweater or something around your waist because it does require you to basically moon the entire gym. So the bar is resting on your traps or your upper back and you bend over at the waist, keeping your spine neutral. And you should feel a stretch in your hamstrings and glutes area. When you're doing this movement and you're bending over, you push or pull your hips and glutes back also, so you'll likely need to bend your knees a little bit when you're bending over, but not nearly as much knee flexion as you'd find in a squat, obviously. Like the deadlift I mentioned earlier, this is a movement that pretty much works all of your uh, muscles in your posterior chain. So that's back and hamstrings and glutes. And those are probably a few of the best exercises to do. You got the squats, hip thrusts, deadlifts, what else is there? The Bulgarian split squats and the good mornings. And picking probably just two of those movements and incorporating them into your routine do that for a few weeks and you should get some amazing results honestly actually hold on i just remembered one more so one more bonus exercise hopefully you have access to some kind of machine that will help you do this but it's called the reverse hypers this one is another great exercise but if your gym doesn't have the machine then you're out of luck and that's all right No gyms that I frequently go to have this machine, but I remember I was doing them when I was in the U.S. earlier this year. And this is another movement where you're pretty much isolating the glutes. And there's probably a little bit of lower back involvement with this one as well. I don't know if you've all seen this machine, but you're basically lying face down on this pad with your legs hanging down. And there's like weight at the back of your legs. Probably the padding will be there. And you just lift your legs back and up. This one will target your glutes since it's another hip hinge movement like some of these are. And that's how you target the glutes specifically. But anyways, there you have it. Like I said, choose two of the listed exercises here. Stick to it for a few weeks. Notice yourself getting stronger and getting better with all of those movements. And you should start to notice some significant booty gains. Question 2. How to get strong without gaining too much weight. So this is kind of a two-part question actually, because getting strong without gaining weight much is, uh, its of course, going to involve food, so that's calories, along with how the workout should be structured. So, we'll cover what you should do on the side of your nutrition first. And I think the smartest thing you could do if you're in this situation is to go on a minor caloric surplus. You might have heard that saying, and even I've said it on here before that if you're trying to gain or lose a pound of fat or weight per week, for gaining a pound of weight, you should eat in a 500 uh, caloric surplus and if you're looking to lose a pound of fat per week then you should be in a 500 calorie maintenance or what the a maintenance uh if you're looking to lose a pound of fat per week then you should be in a 500 calorie deficit the thing is these are just estimations based on the fact that 3500 calories equals 1 pound of fat so if you divide 3500 by 7 which is for 7 days in a week that's where that 500 calorie deficit or surplus numbers come from and that's daily by the way and maybe in some experiments that could be true but this is real life we're talking about so for some people it'll be more or less than that number you just have to figure out you just have to figure out what works for you really so if you're looking to get strong without gaining much weight you're going to have to be in a tiny surplus, which means you're eating more than your maintenance calories. That means you don't have to eat in a 500 calorie surplus if you don't want to because after a few weeks, you might notice that a bulk that high maybe has you gaining more fat than muscle or just more fat than you wanted to. So when it comes to getting strong without gaining much weight, even as little as 100 or maybe even 150 calories over maintenance should be plenty. If you want to be on the safe side, I'd say around 200 to 400 calorie surplus should be enough calories where you shouldn't be gaining weight super fast. And that calorie intake, I think it's enough where you should be gaining a tiny bit of weight, but that'll come in the form of muscle and lean body mass as opposed to actual body fat. And like I said, if you're in this minor caloric surplus, you shouldn't be gaining weight fast. So if you do need to scale it back from, let's say, a 400 surplus to just a 200 one, then you can just do that on the fly if you feel like you're gaining too much weight in too little of a time for your own liking. And you may notice that the weight on the scale does go up, but you're looking a lot better when you see your physique in the mirror. Yes, the scale might have gone up, but you're eating a bit more calories, getting stronger, burning fat. The scale scale number might have gone up, but you could still lose body fat and gain muscle mass. That's what could be happening. That's just how it works. And that's why the scale really doesn't tell the full story because of the way muscle and building strength actually shape your body. When it comes to workouts, you probably know what I'm going to say here. Focus on tracking your workouts, not so much what you look like. Getting strong is going to require time and patience. You can't just expect your gym numbers or the weight you're lifting in the gym. You can't expect to just magically squat hundreds more pounds in just a few weeks. I mean, at first, you may notice your strength gaining pretty quickly as your muscles and your central nervous system get more familiar with exercising and the movements you're doing every day. At first, those strength gains could come pretty quickly, but eventually you'll be lucky to add on 5 pounds to your lifts consistently every single week. And that's when programming becomes important when you're trying to reach new goals, whatever they are. For your workouts, of course, it would be a good idea to focus on those compound lifts. Those lifts are typically done with a barbell or some kind of free weights. And they're movements where you're uh, working multiple muscles at once, unlike something like a bicep curl, which basically only hits the biceps. So that means exercises like a squat, which works all of your leg muscles and core. A deadlift, which is basically a full body movement. The bench press, which works chest, shoulders, and triceps to a certain extent a barbell row of some kind for the back and an overhead press or an overhead shoulder press where you're working most of your shoulder. So if you're tracking your workouts with those compound movements the big five you should notice an increase in strength as long as you're consistent and pushing yourself enough. Now when it comes to rep ranges there is more of a strength increase if you're working in a lower rep range so Anywhere from 2 to 6 reps will likely build up your strength the fastest, as opposed to doing higher reps like maybe 12 to 15 or something like that. But remember that that effect only lasts for a few weeks or months. If you're always working in the same rep range, so maybe for this person working sets at 5 reps, if you do that for too long, you start to lose that strength gain benefit after a while because your body kind of adapts to that. And then you'll have to work in a different rep range, maybe 8 to 12. And again, you should see some strength gain there as well. All reps will build strength, but you could see a faster increase when you're working with lower reps, which should translate to pushing heavier weight. It's the same thing uh, with 8 to 12 reps, which they say is the hypertrophy range, which means it'll build your muscles faster. Or that's the best range for that. So they say that's the best rep range for bodybuilders. But that doesn't mean that working in that rep range won't exclusively be for hypertrophy. You'll still gain strength there over time. It's just a little bit slower. But you need to change it every now and then. You need to switch up your rep range. So that's why I always say to switch up your rep ranges and your programs. And you can do that every 4 to 12 weeks or whenever you start to notice a little bit of a downward trend in regard to your goals. That combination of a minor caloric surplus, along with tracking your workouts to make sure you're getting stronger, I guarantee that if you look back uh, three months later on what you've done after being consistent, look back on your gym or your strength logs with whatever app or your pen and paper, whatever method you decide to use, Look back on that after three months and you should see great progress there. Just give yourself time, time and patience. That's all you need here. And that concludes episode 55 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Kopan on Instagram, and you can also check out my website, IsaiahKopan.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram, and there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.